Welcome back, everybody, and thanks to Carlos Tejada for joining us, uh, as well as uh, Britta Krups, who is the parent of the uh, children that are receiving the tax credit scholarship. Um, now, uh, our third guest is on the line with us, we think. Um, he is Patrick Cachione. He is the executive director of the Illinois Catholic Healthcare Association, talking to us a little bit about the uh, regulations that the Biden administration has put out recently that may affect, uh, well, will affect our Catholic hospitals and our Catholic ministries. Patrick, you with us? There he is. Yeah, there he is. Good can morning. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you just fine. Good morning or good afternoon, Great. I should say, uh, whichever yeah. it is. Um, but you know what? This program is being taped, so it's not relevant. Um, so uh, thanks for taking some time to join us this morning um, and talk a little bit about uh, the regulations that just came out. Tell us a little bit about what's going on. Um, it's uh, section, people will be hearing these numbers, section 1557. It's kind of fancy talk for a rule, and not a law, that's being put forth by the executive branch, by the Biden administration, that impacts how uh, hospitals operate. So I think people need to understand there's both laws that we follow uh, that Congress generates or the state legislature, but there's also administrative rules that the ex agencies come out with. So tell us a little bit about 1557 and why, why we should care. Okay. Well, let me start with a little background. Yeah. You're right. We, we refer to it as Section 1557. What that means is this goes back to the Affordable Care Act under the Obama administration. Uh, in the Affordable Care Act, there's Title I, Section 1557. So within that law, this is the section that we're, we're dealing with now. And it deals with discrimination in health care. Um, you, you may remember, your listeners may remember, back then, uh, there was the contraception mandate that we had to uh, we had to provide it. We had to have it in our insurance policies and things of that nature. Um, what the uh, Biden administration is doing is expanding Section 1557. Uh, as I said, it deals with discrimination, but uh, traditionally that is race, color, national origin, sex, age, and disability. They're expanding that to sexual orientation and gender. So uh, they're expanding uh, who this applies to. Um, and basically what we're talking about is transgendered individuals. Um, so within that, um, after the Obama administration, uh, obviously, then we had the Trump administration, and they came in and strengthened Section 1557 for religious liberty purposes, uh, really around the Religious Freedom and Restoration Act, uh, RIFRA, as we refer to. So they came in and strengthened that, again, because of the contraception mandate, and, and um, now we have a new administration, um, and just um, uh, about 10 days ago, they came up with a draft um, regulation uh, doing away with many of the protections that the Trump administration had put in place, um, and they're looking for comments. Uh, but basically what it's doing is, just like with the contraception mandate, this applies to all healthcare procedures, not just the contraception man, all healthcare procedures um, that fall under Medicare and Medicaid. So uh, it has to be 
for tra- let, let's just simplify it. Uh, the, what they're really trying to get is transgendered individuals and discrimination against them. So they're, they're saying not just hospitals, but anyone with a health plan uh, would have to cover transgender surgery um, and anything related to transgender, even to adolescents and uh, hormonal blockers or surgery on, on uh, adolescents. Um, so the insurance has to cover it. You have you as a hospital have, have to provide it. Um, you as a doctor or an individual nurse have to participate in it. Um, so there's no, well, they claim that they're, they're, they're maintaining the uh, religious freedom protections, but then they go on to say, but we're going to uh, review those on a case-by-case basis. So if you have an objection, you, you let us know, and we'll let you know on a case-by-case basis whether it, it, it meets the religious uh, freedom or not, um, which is unacceptable to us. Um, and um, I, I think that's, that's probably a good background for where we are. It seems that the number and frequency of these types of proposals that are generated to uh, it, it, they're interesting because the, the 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 terms they use like you know discrimination and that kind of thing are generally things that people don't want to be associated with they don't want to be associated with discriminating against something um, and but it, it just seems like there's more of these types of proposals when they come out they have no concern about uh, people who have sincerely held religious beliefs and don't think that they should be forced by the government to do these things. Uh, and it just seems like this has happened more frequently, more strongly, and, and it, it puts Catholic health care in particular in a position of talking about things that we don't do as opposed to the many things that we do do. It, it just puts Catholic health care on its heels. Is that accurate? Or It seems like we just have a lot of these things. More of more. Yeah. yeah. Bob, but let me go back to that question of discrimination. Uh, we don't discriminate. Uh, you know, if someone comes to us, mm-hmm. um, if they're transgendered, okay, let's say it, 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 it's a female that's uh, transitioning to a male and, and and he wants to be called Joe, let's say, then we honor that. We respect the dignity of the individual. If someone says, you know, this is who I am, this is how I want to be addressed, um, we accept that uh, for for who they are and what they say they are. Um, But it gets more complicated when they then require a request surgery, hysterectomy, or something of that nature, um, to transition, mm-hmm. then then we, we obviously can't go there. And, and, and it's not because they're transgender. We don't do this for heterosexual individuals. Right. Um, so it's not, we're not discriminating. We're, we're saying we don't do it, we can't do it. And furthermore, we think that um, the, the, the science is not out yet, especially on adolescents. Sure. Um, we think, you know, first do no harm. And we don't know what these um, uh, hormonal blockers are going to do in the long run. Um, we also think that someone that is transitioning 
needs more than just sort of uh, a physical uh, change. Sure. Uh, we think there's a psychological sure. component and other things that are related to this that are deeper that we're not in a position to to address right. as uh, as a Catholic hospital. And the other thing I would say is, you know, many people come to us and ask for, you know, we don't know hospital, whether Catholic, secular, uh, for-profit, not-for-profit, offers every possible healthcare intervention. We right. just don't. You know, we can't do a, a heart transplant for, for every individual. Right. That's, yeah, there's very few. Yeah. Uh. Right. So... Uh, to say that we're discriminating, what we're really saying is, uh, you, you, we don't do it, we, um, and we don't do it for our uh, religious reasons, but also we don't do it because we don't have the expertise in that area. Yeah. Um, so uh, we don't see it as a form of discrimination. Uh, I, I think the reverse is, if you force someone to um, uh, to do something that they find objectionable. That's the coercion. That's discriminating against the, the religious entity, in my in my view. Yeah, once upon a time in America, we had a liberal democracy, which meant limited government. But it seems like uh, those days <laughs> that ship has sailed. Um, well, let me let me yeah. As an example, you know, I've been in Catholic healthcare for thirty years. When when I started this, it was understood that Catholic hospitals didn't do certain things. We didn't do abortions, you know, and, and there was a live and let live. It was, we understand you don't do it. I mean, we're going to, uh, you know, the court case came out in 73 and, and it's legal, but we understand you don't do it. And the, and we lived that way mm -hmm. for a long time until I would say, you know, the last 10 years, yeah. it's now switched to, we know you don't do it, but now you have to do it. You have to participate. And that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think some of this has been fueled by uh, the Supreme Court decision called Bostock, which was an interesting decision that uh, Judge Gorsuch read, uh, I'm sorry, was the, the lead um, author on. And it, he does make some wiggle room there for discrimination, that, that sexual orientation should not be discriminated against. And I wonder if this is kind of a continuation of that logic that 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 he put forth in that decision. Well, um, in reading the draft regulation, yes, they rely on that case they do. very heavily, heavily. Um, but I want I want to reiterate, we're not talking about we're not discriminating against an individual. Th these things, if someone wants to transition um, surgically, it's it's available. Um, we don't do it, but there's others that do do it. Mm -hmm. um, we're not discriminating against you. As as I said, we we honor them and uh, recognize mm -hmm. their individual dignity to a point. But then there's a point where we just can't go. Yeah, sure. Um, so you could take you could say as or said that that it's discrimination, but we also have. Uh, religious freedom and the Restoration Act that protects us from from having to do something that we find objectionable. Yep. So, it, you know, they 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 do fall on that quite heavily, but I don't think it fits, yeah. especially when you put the overlay of religious freedom there. So, and again, they give lip service to the religious freedom, saying, "Well, yeah, we recognize yeah. that you have to 
basically apply for your own conscience. And we're not going to do that. So we have 30 days, uh, 60 days to, to respond 60. to this. Um, I'm pretty confident that the Catholic Healthcare Association will put some comments forth to the Department of Health and Human Services. Um, the Catholic Conference is looking at it as well, our organization. And then from there, what, what happens? We send our comments in, HHS looks at it, and what do they do? They, they take them, they leave them, they, we have a new product. Yeah, you're, I don't think you're going to see much change. Uh, and, and, and it's not just them. Uh, the Trump, anytime you do a regulatory change, you have to put it out for comment. And the, uh, the Trump administration had to do it when they changed it in 2016 uh, or 2019. Um, uh, and they took comments and it didn't change much for, they didn't change it much. They kept the religious uh, protections yeah. there. Uh, I, I don't, anticipate the Biden administration saying, oh, yeah, you're right. Um, one, there was one thing that is possible in there. In the regulations, it does, they, they exclude abortion at this time. What they say is, we, at this time, we're not including it, but we'd like your thoughts on how we can include it <laughs> and how we could use a, a broader term of pregnancy-related services rather than abortion. So the change I fear is they're, they're looking to insert, it's not in there now, but they're, they, well, they say be. we would like to put it in there. Let us know how we can do it. Mm -hmm. That's the, a change that I think uh, we should be really worried about. Okay. Okay. Um, so, and then I would take it once those rules get promulgated, it's probably off to the courthouse again. There'll probably be lawsuits just like there were under Obamacare, and we'll probably go through the yeah. same gyration again. And yeah, uh, that's yeah. yeah, that's my guess. It, after just for your listeners, yeah, we have 60 days to comment, they'll read the comments, it'll take them time to uh, go through that. They'll come out with a final rule and then an a, a, a implementation date. Yeah, because there has to be time from the final rule to, for, so people can adjust to the new rule. There'll be an implementation date, and after that, once it's you have an implementation date, yes, you're right. It's going to end up in the courts. I feel pretty good about our chances in court, though. I, I mean, it's going to be painful, but uh, yeah, that's probably where this is going to go. But we'll do our due diligence. Um, I think right now, our it's coming upon us just to talk about it, get the word out. Uh, we're on top of it. We'll be issuing comments. But uh, in all likelihood, uh, I think that's probably where we're back to the <laughs> where we were the last time. And uh, that's just the way we seem to yeah. seem to roll these days. Patrick, thanks for taking so much time. Very good explanation. I got it. I actually took notes on what you were saying. So uh, <laughs> now I think I understand it a little bit better. It's like these things uh -huh. just I have to sort of remind myself from time to time about all well, the details of them. Um, thanks for taking some time to join us uh, and My have pleasure. a good rest of the week. Um, thanks, Bob. This is uh, Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for watching our show today. Um, it is the month of August. We'll be back in September with another show with three different topics. I can tell you we probably will most likely looking at uh, what happened. The, we'll probably try to unpack a little bit what happened in Kansas with the big vote there. Uh, come September, it'll be election time. So we'll take a look at uh, what we have going on with the governor's race. Uh, 
We don't a Senate race. We do have a Senate race in Illinois uh, and some of the uh, various congressional races and state legislative races throughout the, the state to kind of get a temperature on what that's going on. Uh, and there we go. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, hopefully there's talk about calling a special session in Springfield in September, but we haven't heard much about that possibly on the topics of assault weapons ban, which we are looking at, trying to figure out what our position would be on that legislation, as well as the governor's um, announcement that he wants to do more on abortion. Um, But we don't know what that is specifically yet, but we'll be looking at that. So with that said, this is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois. Thanks, everybody, once again for listening, and thanks for watching. We'll be back on the third Monday in the month of September. Oh, no, it's almost fall. Thanks for... Have a good day. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.